0: I continually am baffled by the contradictions and the the irony of what we're looking at with with now them coming out saying that we have voter machines that have been hacked and that's why one it's just it's just so absurd because that's exactly it's, it's like these two positions have completely flipped and no one seems to be aware of that of that contradiction it's, it's just absolutely crazy but Welcome to Political Roundtable. I'm your host Ryan Christian. With me as always is Tim Bryant. Tim, how the hell are you?
1: Good. Glad I actually could uh, get on this one without technical without the technical difficulties from last one.
0: Right. No, I completely agree. I, you know, I, I'm not I, I'm hoping people picked up on that cuz we didn't actually address it in the episode, but it's pretty clear that, that we have an internet connectivity problem. So we kind of lost you there halfway through. <clears throat> but uh, to start out this show, I want to kind of touch on really like to address what's going on with, with this stage of the post-election and how it reflects on the election process, and particularly talking about third parties. I mean, I've, I've been seeing uh, in, in recent news that people such as Ron Perlman from Hellboy, Chris Rock, even Kanye West, uh, if he makes it out of the Mental Institute, are planning on running for president in 2020. And it just, you know, it just begs the question, how legitimate is the idea of a third party, not to say just because they're running for third party or maybe they'll run Democrat or Republican, but the idea is that these people are, are they distractions, right? I mean, people are, you know, I've been seeing comments, people freaking out, like, oh, Kanye West is going to run, he's probably going to win, that's going to be depressing. But I, I really think that the idea of a third party, and there's a great video done by Newsbud recently on this, that the idea of a third party can, you can make the effective argument that third parties as a whole are meant to be a distraction. In the, especially in the election that we just saw. I mean, I, I've, been, I've been realized, coming to realize that even in schools today, children are taught that third parties don't exist. Like when they do their mock elections during, during, the, during the, you know, kind of to show these kids how the election cycle goes in the real world, they're literally taught that a third party is not a viable option and they have to pick one or the other. I mean, you know, programming these kids for this logic. And then we see someone like Sanders in the way he played out in this election and now being put in some kind of a leadership role for the democratic party, it, it begs the question again, it, it was he a limited hangout from the beginning and you know, his role in the Clinton scandal and now how he's kind of picking up the torch with going after Trump. So Clinton doesn't have to, I mean, what, what's your take on this, Tim? How do you feel about the possibility of third parties being a complete limited hangout?
1: Well, I think there are limited hangouts this year. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if Jill Stein was a limited hangout. Um, I think she might have been legit. Uh, I think Bernie Sanders was a limited hangout from the get-go. Uh, if you look at the WikiLeaks emails, uh, there's an email. I don't remember the exact wording, but basically saying, uh, remind Sanders that we own him uh, and you know, make a phone call, basically. And so I, I think the whole idea was to round up support. And you saw how he herded all his supporters over to her right afterwards. You know who knows what kind of stuff he got into. Do they have blackmail on him? I mean, that could be totally possible. Is he just a hack from the beginning or is his sentiment real? And then he just got played. I I have no way of knowing. Um, I personally think more that he was kind of always designed to do this. And then maybe he saw the support he was getting. So he wanted to maybe run with it a little bit more, but then, They quickly put him into line. I'm guessing they have some type of dirt on him more than anything else, uh, or his job security is at risk. Um, And then you got Gary Johnson, who I think most libertarians, well, a lot of libertarians will say that he was kind of a limited hangout. I don't want to speak for everyone, but he wasn't exactly very exciting. I mean, if there was ever a time for a libertarian candidate to succeed, that was the year. And I think if you would have saw like a John McAfee, uh, I wish like a Ron Paul would have ran as as a Libertarian ticket. Uh, you could have had a massive uh, support. Uh, it was the it was so ripe for it. But I think when that that's the whole idea. Limited hangout. They had Gary Johnson. They had Bill Weld, who was in the CFR, uh, kind of an insider, um, said good things about Clinton. Even Gary Johnson said good things about Clinton. He kind of supported the TPP. For he kind of was very vague about his stances on it it just kind of reminds me of kind of an old stoner now that i'm against stoners but like he doesn't exactly He's not exactly a candidate anyone was really excited about even in the libertarian base and so i think in that regard you know could it could have all been kind of set up like that it's hard to know what kind of infiltration and how exactly that all plays out uh really yeah. hard to know yeah, I mean, at the
0: end of the day it's it's pretty clear that at least some of them, I mean, the idea of a possible candidate being a distraction is not new. I mean, this is something you can actually see documented in past. i mean they've they've shown clearly that Ross Perot, for instance, was somebody put out specifically to divert votes to Clinton. you know, and and so now we're seeing people made the argument that the same thing could be said for Gary Johnson. But Sybil Edmonds made the great argument that all of them were lackluster candidates. that they they were completely substandard intentionally. You know, even Jill Stein, I I believe in everything she had to say. However, it just didn't seem like they were there to win it. They were there to get their 5%. You you know, that's what it felt like. How
1: how do you win that? See, this is my take on it. How do you win when you can't even get any coverage at all? Um, You know, it's, it's so... It's all rigged in that favor. So what's the... like? I almost think we've got to solve other problems before we're even going to get a third party candidate in there. You got to solve the media problem. You got to solve the rigged election. And I would
0: say the system as a whole. I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. That's what we always say on the website is that it, the system's broken. And so, even participating in the system, even to a third party degree, is not going to get anywhere if you believe that the system is as broken as we believe it. Yeah, is. I'm. I'm
1: not. I'm. I'm kind of. I. am kind of. Can entertain both sides. Um, I'm not saying don't vote. I, I. think we can have more success at local levels, um, getting involved in local politics, even state politics. I think it's going to be much harder to enact change in federal politics. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the whole. Uh, I don't. I don't see this federal game going on as we've talked about much longer, I don't. I, the, information, the age of information is, is so strong. And I would say the, one of the biggest reasons Trump got elected was because of both WikiLeaks, the alternative media, and the power of the internet forums and social media. Um, the internet forums are really, I think, where the information cultivates, then it spreads out through social media into the alternative media. I find all the alternative media seem to be getting a lot of their stuff from the forums now reddit
0: 4chan 8chan uh all different types of ones so I, I don't and well i have a good point to interject there if you don't mind that i think it's important for people to remember that this this you know and we're actually going to address a little bit of fake news later in this in this uh, episode but the concept the whole reason of this battle they're throwing out between fake news and and mainstream media as they're calling it, it, it it's and what the idea is that they're trying to make it sound like people are jumping to conclusions that they are Making quick, irrational choices based on incomplete information and throwing it out there, and to some degree that does happen. but what people need to remember is that what's happening on these on 4chan and Reddit and, and alternative media is that these are people like like you and I Tim, that are, they're citizens, simply rising to fill a need that's not being met by the mainstream media and it, Yes, sometimes people do jump to conclusions, sometimes people make incomplete connections, but they're, I mean mo- most people I would like to think are trying to do good they're trying to bring truth to a, to a scenario that has none, intentionally, and I think okay. that's important for people to remember. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's they're just it's just propaganda. They are losing the battle of media. Yeah, obviously, there's satire sites out there. Everyone knows that, uh, and I, everyone knows that they aren't taking that serious. This isn't like all everyone's getting duped by fake news. Yeah, some stories get out randomly. But they usually quickly get, actually, pretty quickly get dismissed. All the alternative media picks up, and they get dismissed. So this is just a total, this is just a total propaganda move to try to get the people who aren't awake yet onto their side before they do wake up. Um, because, and also with speculating, you have to speculate to get investigations. This is how investigations work. You brainstorm, you speculate, you follow leads, you check out the leads. And if they don't check out, you go check something else. But without, without brainstorming and speculating, well, you're never going to go anywhere. And most of the speculation usually stays within the, the forums, which is fine. That's what they're meant for. But these the stories, you know, the, the, there are some, like I said, there are some satire sites, but but they don't they don't really get that much traction. I've been in the forums for a long time. I've been in the alternative media for many years now, and they don't get out very well. You find them here and there, but if you're... You know, that's where people just need to educate themselves and be a little wise. Uh, these aren't the ones dominating the headlines like like they want to say. And everyone in the alternative media knows this. It's only the people who don't, who are just new to this that might get tricked by this. But I don't know how, how effective this campaign is going to be. It's only going to make it more obvious. Their approval rating for the mainstream media is like, t- I want to say like 10%. It's so low.
0: So. I actually saw some, some statistics that said that only six percent of the country, even before this election, believed that the mainstream media would tell the truth. I mean, it's 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 clearly it's clear that they're grasping at straws here. I mean, they know that they're on the out, and they are trying to find whatever way they can to basically say, "Yeah, all those lies through the election that looks like we told you—that's not the case. You were tricked by fake news." They're trying to buck it off to them. But what you know, what's interesting on this dynamic of Facebook of this conversation is that. They're trying to make it seem that what, you know, most people got their information from Facebook and then then make the the incorrect assumption that that's all these fake news sites they're talking about. But when you think, you got to consider that New York Times, Fox News, CNN, they all put their news out on, on Facebook, too. I haven't seen any breakdowns on wh- who specifically the most views got. But I mean... You have to you have to at least assume that that's some of those numbers they're talking about, where people reading news from CNN, which obviously you can make the argument is much more fake than a lot of the alternative media out there. You know, it's it's just it's very interesting.
1: It's uh, but, by far the most fake. It's propaganda. Anyone who's studied propaganda can see how governments over many length of a long length of time using propaganda to enact the agendas that they have, and these agendas have big money behind them. That's the problem, you know, big money interests build up and then they don't want to, they don't want the free market to take them over. They don't want innovation to take them over. They want to be there for life. They don't want to move. And then what happens is innovation comes in, makes these things obsolete and then these big institutions then clamp down using state power uh, and other means. Here's the problem. The big problem now too is that we've all been hoarded onto private sites like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit. And these are private companies. They can take us on and off. Where, you know, How are they so pleased, really? And so I guess the, big, the what I'm wondering is, what's going to happen with these platforms? We're, we're going to almost need to create new open source platforms that uh, aren't going to be censored. Uh, th- there's no way that they're, that they're going to get away with this the, every, you see you see what's we'll talk about this later we see what happened with pizza get everyone no one's just everyone's just going to a new site and then no one's gonna stop yeah there's too many people now that are, it's like it's almost like a uh, it's like a, a religion a calling up to truth uh, people are like you once you
0: get once you start feeling truth and get into getting the truth out you you, you can't stop oh absolutely well said I mean I I think that that's what's they' and and they're beginning to realize that as well I mean they out, sort of actually com- just sh- shutting down and censoring the entire internet, there's no way they're going to stop the flow of information because people are, people are wise to their, their lies. I mean, it's, it's quite clear now. And I think we're going to see these new venues, these new mediums pop up. It's just whether or not people can effectively shift over to them. You know, I mean, it's hard. Everyone's, I mean, even our website and any of these sites, are, they're very deeply tied in with Facebook and YouTube. And, you know, obviously the, the switch would be the best move. But it's hard to be the first one to do it, right? Because you're not going to have everybody looking at your uh, information you if you go still there.
1: Play, still play. You can still play. Put all your stuff on those platforms. But hopefully, right now, I think we're at a juncture where we need to start building new platforms. So, uh, you know, I'm not a coder or a programmer or whatnot. Uh, but somehow, we got to find a way to get. You know, there are some other platforms, maybe like a Steemit. Where uh, some people are flocking to. Um,
0: well, our friend from Wide Awake Media, um, Jared Wide Ravens, awake Media. Too, he's got the uh, Awake Social, Awake Dating sites. I mean, that's, that is, they're definitely not to the level Facebook or, or any of these other mediums would be at, you know, today, but it's definitely what we're talking about. If, if enough people were to get on Awake.social and create, make that into the site that, you know, would, basically circumvent Facebook, it, it would definitely happen. But it's just about that move. They need to happen, you know. Well,
1: as more censorship comes, um, it would be very interesting to see what happens. Uh, you only make, they're only making themselves more obvious the more they clamp down. And we've, we've gathered so much information now that you can't – there's too big of a – like. Without, with, that all they can do now is, cl- is be kind of overtly clamped down. And then they're only getting themselves further exposed by doing so. So this is a, a, a information war. This is a, this is like everyone out there spreading truth to, to me is like they're soldiers. And yeah. we're fighting an information war. And and we've, we've got a, a lot of ammo now with all the information that's come out over the last, especially like 10 years. Um, and so we'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs>
0: I completely agree. Um, You know, we'll we'll circle back to more of the fake news stories in a moment. But for now, let's uh, roll into a little bit of Trump news. (laughs) So basically, uh, what's been going on with Trump is just like we said last week, as frustrating as it is, is still relevant. And he is the president elect. Uh, I mean, there's a lot going on about Trump in the media. And it, it, just like it always is before the election, during the election, it is very split down the middle. You got people that are picking out every decision he makes and heralding it as the clear cut sign that he is going to become the establishment candidate that we feared he would. And you got the other side that's trying to make excuses for everything he does, just like they did with Obama. I mean, the, the main point to make here, just like many people will say in, in the articles we put up, is that he's not the president yet. It, when, when the time may come when he will go back on all this. I mean, it's fully possible that Trump is simply waiting for him to you know, officially be you know, uh, inaugurated to make these decisions where somebody else can't come in behind him and change them. So it's, it's very possible. I mean, honestly, I don't think that's the case. That's my personal opinion. But I agree with what they're saying on a lot of these chat, the forums is that we can't be jumping to any conclusions just yet. We can't, however, continue to point out what seems to be steps in the wrong direction. But until he actually takes office, we, don't, we can't fully make these decisions just yet. I mean, one odd thing I saw just in the news the other day, which you know, neither here nor there, to, but it's odd. Ivanka Trump was actually in a state meeting with Japan. Did you see that, Sam? It was very odd. It was, yeah, she I was sitting it. in with a state meeting. And not that that means one thing or the other. I get it. That, you know, out of the, the first thing I thought was, well, if Trump is an anti-establishment candidate, who else is he going to trust more than his family, right? He doesn't really trust anybody, so why not bring them into the fold? But the first argument would be that it's inappropriate, especially when they're the be the ones that are going to be taking the blind trust of his business. It just seems like things are already crossing over one way or the other.
1: Like that to me is so small that it doesn't really matter right now.
0: Well, um, it's definitely small, but it's relevant. I mean, you you need to. I mean, I get it. it just there are a lot of big things going on in the world today, but. These kind of things are, are telltale signs of where things will go. I mean, you got to understand that this – to some people, this is a very big deal. I mean, this this is not – obviously, this is small fries compared to everything else we're going to talk about today. But the reason I brought it up was because it, it is – it basically signals the kind of president he's going to be, which will be to basically buck the system. And that could be a good sign, or it could mean that he's going to do whatever he wants despite what the people want.
1: I, I want to see what he's going to actually do. Is he going to prosecute – is he going to go after – uh, some of these criminals is
0: it was well, already it said openly he's not going to prosecute Clinton. I mean, that's a well, big well. He said, Well,
1: that can be interpreted many ways. I'm kind of on a wait and see approach. Uh, I can totally, I can, I wouldn't be surprised one bit if he goes full establishment. However, I do think there's more at play now than ever. First off, Trump got elected by pr- claiming he was going to drain the swamp, and a lot of the alternative media. at least a half portion of it. And a lot of the forums are hugely responsible for him getting elected. The Donald subreddit is a huge, huge reason he got elected. Um, And, you know, and (laughs) kick. But he, so if he backtracks, I think you're going to see a massive backlash on him. I, I don't even know if he'd make it four years if he goes full establishment. I don't think he will. So I think that he knows this. So I don't think that, I, I think there's a lot more pressure on him. The, the internet, the, the alternative media, since Obama started, the alternative media has gotten so strong. It was not that strong when Obama first got elected. I wasn't even involved in it at all. I wasn't until his second term that I started to get involved. Uh, it's, it, it's so much stronger now than it ever was. And so I don't think that they can simply get away with this like they were before. The the tide is starting to change. And so I think he will have to do
0: something or he won't make it through. Well, as as you said, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, that's the thing. And, And like we said in the beginning of the show, it's important to wait to see what happens. But that does not mean that we can't call out things that seem like steps in the wrong direction. And I think one thing I think is very important for the alternative media, as well as everybody else, is that We can't, it's very, it's this, this whole topic is so polarized that people are so afraid to step over the line because for fear of of being called out by their peers, by anybody else. But the idea is that we can't be afraid to criticize these things just because we're on one side or the other. I mean, if he, if he, sits down with Henry Kissinger, if he starts to put people in positions that are from Goldman Sachs, we're, we should stand up and say, yes, that's not what he's been saying. That doesn't mean that we're against Trump. doesn't mean we're for Clinton. It doesn't mean any one thing or the other. It means that that choice, or rather the implication of that choice, is not what he's been saying. And even that in itself is not wrong. Present, people are allowed to change their minds. People can shift directions based on new information. That's totally fine. But that still needs to be talked about. You know what I mean? I think it's interesting that people will come out and say, Look, he did this. That's not what he promised. And you get in, in drugs, people come out and say, oh, you know, you're jumping the gun. He's not even in office yet. And yes, we all know that. I mean, that's what we've been saying, but it still needs to be talked about. I just find it so interesting that people are so, have such a reluctance to, to even discuss these things. Even people, you know, it's, it, at the end of the day, we need to go over anything that's relevant and anything he does so far uh, to this point is relevant and it needs uh, to mean, be dissected, even if it's not set in stone yet.
1: You know, he's gonna get fried in the media if once he takes office and, and if he goes full establishment. I'm not really that worried about that. I think even his a lot of his supporters, a lot of them are, you know, what you would call conspiracy theorists, or people who free you know, people thinking more and so ridiculously uh fed up with all the lies. So if he doesn't do anything good, well, I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't foresee a problem him getting grilled in the media. I don't even think he'll make it four years if he goes full establishment. So
0: I doubt it would be um, from the media, though. I mean, that seems interesting because if he goes full the establishment, that'll be what they would want. I would think he'd be grilled from the people.
1: Well, I'm talking about. I'm <laughs> talking about the alternative media, and uh, to me, they are almost just as powerful now as the regular media. And so, I, I and I think one of his biggest bases was a lot of the alternative media,
0: yeah, who are have some
1: connections with. You know, you have some parts of the alternative media very connected with some parts of the right and libertarian. And so, this this is a big chunk of people. And so if he if he goes against
0: it, well he's not gonna get he's not gonna get away with it like you know, but like before. We'll see. I mean, I def- we'll have, definitely have to wait and see what happens. But just like with Obama, I mean, going going establishment as a president is a safe move for a president. The people may not be happy, the alternative media might not be happy, but I'd be willing to bet if he goes establishment, he'll see four years. I think that you know, if I think him dancing the line is more dangerous than anything else. But speaking of the people, let's let's roll into the idea of the uh, the Clinton camp and what's going on with the Electoral College because right now there is still movements to try to stop what's happening on the 19th which is just which is crazy to me uh, the Clinton the Clinton uh, campaign actually met with computer scientists that were urging her to sue to get recounts on three very important swing states because now they're claiming get this they're claiming that voter fraud with those machines that they were hacked and that that's why he won which I mean I continually am baffled by the contradictions and the, the irony of what we're looking at with, with now them coming out saying that we have voter machines that have been hacked. And that's why one it's just, it's just so absurd because that's exactly, it's, it's like these two positions have completely flipped and no one seems to be aware of that, of that contradiction. It's, it's just absolutely crazy, but if, it, it doesn't mean anything's going to happen, but the, there are movements all over the place tr- trying to make it happen where the electoral college will essentially elect Clinton instead or somebody else. Uh, I don't. I honestly don't think it's going to happen. It would take 20 electors to shift their vote for it to actually take place, but it's still possible. I just find it interesting that we're trying to kind of buck this yeah, democracy they claim they, we have. I you don't know? know if
1: they could get away with that. Um, that, would, that would spark... It'd be legal. I think you might see secession of states. Um, so that's a totally dangerous move for the establishment. So I don't know if that's going to happen. If it does... You should get ready because it's gonna get hectic.
0: Yeah, no, I would uh, agree. I, gonna... I honestly think that these movements are stemming from from grassroots movements. you know, the the Clinton campaign people that are upset about the turnout. I don't. I I wouldn't. I don't think the Clinton campaign. Like like you said, it, it seems like a very bad decision. I mean, she's. I would think that if uh, Trump was an establishment pick and he was meant to do this all along, that, that the reason that this happened was because of the emails, and it you know they shifted to him. If that's the case, I, but I agree. I think that her to put herself back in the center stage would be a bad move, especially with everything coming out. But I mean, they're like basically
1: trying. like in hiding right now. I feel I haven't. No yeah. one's seen like any of them for a while. They had that one speech. I don't know if I've. They've made a public statement in like two weeks. I mean, I, 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 mean, I think they're kind of in hiding right now, especially with all the stuff coming to light. Pizza Gate.
0: You know, but that, that could speak one way or the other. I mean, you know, them not coming out could mean that they're working behind the scenes to make something happen. But well, well I guess we just have to wait and see. On the 19th will be a, uh, an important day.
1: I kind of think there's a – I get the sense that there's, a, there's an internal coup going on. Um, I really wonder if there's an internal coup. Um, I really, that's why I'm really curious to see what's, if Trump gets an what's going to happen um, with
0: these ongoing investigations. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, rolling on to uh, next in the news here, I think what's really important, something that, that we need to address that seems to be continually falling out of the mainstream media spotlight. Alternative media has been rolling with it a lot in recent weeks, but the code access pipeline is still an ongoing issue. It is still something that people need to be very, very aware of. And it's, I mean, it's it's gotten outrageous at this point. It, it's, become, it's become violent to the, to the degree that People are now getting extremely injured. And, you know, the first thing people are throwing out about this topic is that these aren't peaceful protesters. They're burning things. They're setting stuff on fire. And, and the argument can be made that, yes, to some degree, they're taking violent actions, but it's very few and far between. And at the end of the day, they're standing up for their rights. And if, and if, if, it's, you, know, it's, it's, if you have to disobey an unjust law, that's something that has to be done. But there, there was a woman named Sophia Walensky, who was recently shot with a grenade, and now might lose her arm. And it's, it's, it's actually, it's, it's a crazy story because now police are coming out and saying that they didn't use that type of equipment, but yet they have all kinds of evidence of canisters on the ground. You know, and it's, it's, it's just this back and forth between the police and these protesters. And I think no matter what your stance is, you can stand back and look at this entire situation and, and agree that the actions they're taking are way above and beyond what should be taking place. Most of these, if you talk to any of these groups, they have rules and mandates amongst themselves that there are no violence to be taking place no you know no bombs no no throwing things at police officers i mean they have these rules set for themselves and there have been plenty of alternative journalists who have come out and proven that any of these cases the police are trying to make for these violent protesters are agent provocateurs placed there by them and they have proof of that but yeah i have no
1: instant. doubt that a lot of those are agent provocateurs um this is this is so well known uh what are they what, of course they're going to do that i mean how do you that's exactly how they win. They own the media. You provoke, and then you call them out, and they and in, in the media you own. And this is like one oh one their strategy. So, so, I mean, this I think you're naive if you don't think that most of the violence is coming from that. And then you got some people claiming private property and stuff. Um, you know, like you can find some kind of anarcho-capitalists who are saying, well, they're protesting on private property. But when you look back further into these issues it seems that well all those treaties were broken long time ago so like actually their their private property that's owned is actually illegally owned because they broke treaties and whatnot so i don't really buy that argument and 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 it's bigger than private property this is like this is human this is like you know human rights more than anything else um and so i don't buy that argument personally i think that's just looking at it too and too much it's like almost a dogmatic belief in private property as opposed to more being more of a humanistic belief. Uh, and then you can but you can go right back into the treaties they broke a long time ago, uh, you know that this land was acquired, you know illegally.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I think that's probably one of the most important points because people tend to to kind of glean over that one that that you know even for them to be starting fires on this land that should be their land, it, it it's it can't be seen as violence in the sense that they are standing up to these unconstitutional laws that are taking place or actions that are taking place, you know. And we're and we're seeing it from, from top to bottom. I mean, what, they were out there spraying these water cannons at under you know twenty seven degree weather, claiming that they were to put, putting out fires they're starting, and they have images of these water cannons spraying the people while there's fires burning right next to the the, the water cannons. And it, you know, it, basically, they're they're coming out trying to be unintentionally cruel to these people. You know, I mean, there's a a quote, uh, actually, an independent filmmaker, I think it's Rafa Scooby-Tall, that's pretty, I'm sorry if I'm butchering that name, but he's a filmmaker and a photographer who's been documenting the protests, and he wrote uh, an email to the Times saying, aside from a couple water protectors throwing water bottles and live tear gas canisters back at the police, almost everything he saw was peaceful. It was freezing, and the escalation from the police was completely out of proportion. There's another great quote from Claire Burnish uh, from uh, Activist Post. She says that taxpayer-funded state agents are attacking peaceful Native Americans with brute force on the same lands European settlers committed genocide against them centuries ago in order to protect a big bank-funded big oil company's pipeline project, which threatens to contaminate the drinking water supplies of both the Standing Rock Sioux Reservation and about 18 million others along the Missouri River. This is something the mainstream media continues to leave out of their coverage. If, and when they cover this, it's what they're protecting is, is a huge water reservoir for the country. And these, these pipelines breaking are a common occurrence. And this would be a devastating happening for the country. And it's, it's, it's just amazing. This is the, the fact that gets completely left out.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 this idea of it's always money over human life. Uh, it's like money over life. You know, money is more important than people living their lives. Um, I have heard, of, I think, anti media put a story out. Don't quote me on it, but I think so. Uh, there was a civil, they're going, that basically a uh, there's going to be veterans, a veterans coming out and a kind of a civilian army to protect the protesters. This is actually, honestly, this is what we need more than anything is like civilian kind of protect the armies, uh civilian protection uh, especially veterans we need to get a lot more veterans and a lot more people in mil that were in military or ex-military onto the side of the people i do think that's happening more so hopefully we can continue that trend that's a really 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 important i think for change to continue to come
0: Absolutely, Uh, I think it's important that more people become aware of this, and uh, the idea that they're going out there to stand with them is is encouraging. And I hope others, you know, take a cue from that. Well, you know, last uh, on on today's agenda, which is unfortunately something that needs to be talked about again, is is Pizzagate, and it's something that is continually increasing in its coverage. And I think at this point, it's it's impossible for anyone to claim this is no longer true. And it's it's a sad topic, but I think it definitely ties in more so with this major this, these media wars that we're seeing going on between mainstream media and alternative media. And now they're coming out in full force to try and make it seem as if this is all part of this fake news agenda. And, it, and it's crazy. I mean, why don't you take a lead with that, Tim, because it's something you've researched quite extensively.
1: Yeah, I mean, anyone out there who is continuing to do hit pieces on this, to claim it's not true, protecting this, to me you're you're aiding and abetting a sick practice uh, and i uh, it, to me it's incredibly disturbing the people who are who are actively journalists covering this up any journalist out there writing not like look into the investigation uh, stop writing pieces on it without even looking uh, new york times did a piece on it They did a fact check they didn't provide a single piece of evidence for the invest- that, that that researchers have unearthed they didn't they, all they did was say oh yeah, it's not true, and basically, oh, this guy's just a lonely pizza man, and he's getting death threats, blah, blah, blah. And that would be sad, but no they they didn't provide a single side of the other story, not a single piece of evidence to fact check. How can you do a fact check when all you did was go interview the accuser, or the accused?
0: It was very irresponsible of them. And then Snopes came out and held an extensive 11-hour investigation. So case closed, right, because Snopes said it's fake. After about eleven hours of hardcore research,
1: yeah, it's not even—it's not just irresponsible. It's disgusting. It's sickening. Like, if the allegations are true, this is this is this makes anyone sick to their stomach. The fact that you won't even investigate it, like this should be something that is—it shouldn't be investigated right away. And so, you know, obviously, it goes very deep. Uh, There's lots of compromised assets in very high places. I'm sure the New York Times is compromised in very high places. I don't doubt that for one second. So, you know, we're up against a big battle, them banning the subreddit that everyone was discussing it on. Um, obviously, people have moved on to new platforms like Vote, uh, VOAT. Uh, there's a Pizzagate subreddit there. People talking about it on Conspiracy subreddit. People talking about it. Yeah, check out, actually, James Corbett's doing an open source as Corbett, well. First investigation. Point. I mean... To, I mean, anyone in the alternative media is listening. This is the biggest story of our lifetime. This could bring the whole house of cards down. So I hope that he, you know, people, in, anyone in the FBI or in the CIA or anyone listening that, that uh, you know, knows about this. I really hope that they're working on bringing some justice to this. I've heard speculation that, uh, that a lot of the WikiLeaks came from inside the U.S., inside the FBI. Uh, that they are waiting till Trump gets in office to try to go after him, which would make sense because Obama could part of them. It looks like you know people high up in that are involved. And so you could see par- I, I've heard they they're trying to you know if you were to go after this you would have to play it cool until before. So I don't I don't know if I believe that or not, but it's something just at least to entertain. Uh, you can, the hashtag on Twitter, Pizzagate is not not allowed to trend. It should be trending, not allowed to trend. Uh, the, the Twitter gate, where someone exposed like 20,000 accounts on Twitter that were hosting child porn that Twitter was allowing, uh, that person got banned from Twitter. Uh, I think those accounts have since been shut down. It seems pretty clear this is real now, uh, and a lot of the alternative media is starting to see that this is real, although I've seen some people like Michael Riveros claim it's not real, um, you know, people claiming, oh, this is... This is a problem reaction solution. They're creating this false story, and now they have the perfect bait to go after every, the alternative media with this fake news claim, which I can entertain. It makes some sense. But there's too much, there's too many dots and too much evidence. Why would they go this far in uh, and, and, and a false flag like this to come after it? To me, it's just too much. And th- there's just too much data that connects here. Like, there are literally Thousands of data points that connect on this that would take hours and hours to go through. So, uh, and the the suppression of this is so hardcore. The, you know, I don't think it's only a matter of time before this blows up, and they won't be able to stop it. So, I, I that's why you see like, in the conspiracy on on Reddit, with the top, there's like 15 of the top 25 posts are all about PizzaGate. This shows that it's so, people. This is people realize this is the story. This is like more, while the other things are important, this is the story that needs to be talked
0: about more than anything else. Maybe, maybe the biggest story I've ever of our lifetime. Yeah, no, I definitely think that the, the, one, of the, one of the first things that we need to say about this in general is, is that people need to get out and do their own research. At the end of the day, you need to do, if, if you doubt this or you're unsure about it, or even if you're intrigued by the possibility of it, you need to go out and do your own research. This is a, a terribly sinister topic, it is hard to process, but it's relevant and it is happening. And it's, I mean, whether Pizzagate itself is legitimate or not, the idea of these pedophile rings are, are documented and proven, both in this country as well as others. I mean, just, just even just the most simple surface-level research, will un- people will uncover some of these Instagram photos that I think are the most damning. I mean, there, there's no way for these to be misinterpreted. It's, it just goes to no, show that then, there's a lot of really weird, deep, sinister type things going on. And it, it simply just look at these off the bat, it shows a very clear picture of that.
1: And when there, you, there are two following. very important
0: things that have happened in the media recently that I think are important to tie in with this. And that is that the, the Daily Sheeple was recently shut down because they were covering this story. And they, they claimed it was on a copyright infringement of a Instagram photo that was screenshotted and used in the video, which is ridiculous because at the end of the day, it's public domain to go on Instagram and for it to be screenshotted is, is the appropriate way to use something like that. And so there, they went, they went directly to their server company and had the site shut down. It's it's now up again, but that just shows that's a, that's a huge, that's something very big to to relate to this move That's, that's going to very far reaches to make something happen. And then more, and even bigger than that, there was recently another pedophile ring that just got busted by police in Norway just very recently. And it was, there were over 50 British politicians that were implicated in this and, and are going to see charges. I mean, this is a real thing that does happen, that is happening. Again, whether or not Pizzagate is legitimate, for us to, gl- to just br- to brush over this like it's not real is very irresponsible. And it's something we all need to do our own research on.
1: Yeah, it, I totally agree. Look into the Franklin scandal. Look into the Jimmy Savile scandal involving high British royalty. Look into the – there's so many cases. We have an article on our site about six case studies that point to this. And I was just touching the iceberg. I mean, looking to Jerry Epstein. Uh, his ties with the Clintons, uh, this is a known child pedophile who is very close with the Clintons, who, who has an island that many refer to as Orgy Island, uh, where he, has, he procures underage girls. And Bill Clinton went there some 26 times that we know of. And apparently Hillary went there as well. Um, and this isn't just child pedophilia. This is some dark, satanic, occult stuff. And I know that that's a thread many people don't want to think about, or it's kind of a stretch for some people. But when you research it enough, it, it, it leads right there, uh, It re- especially to... You know when you look back into it, it stretches back to me into egypt and babylon and and but it, but you you can tie more recently to like alistair crowley and the odo um and these darker satanic um things you know uh, apparently alistair crowley you know he was very well known for talking about different rituals with child sacrifice um they 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 from what i understand they I believe they get some type of energy from it. You know, I could, you could speculate more on that, but there, there's definitely a dark satanic element to it, uh, whether people want to believe it or not. I know it's it's a stretch for some people, but do more research and you see more dots connecting around it. It's hard to ignore, but I won't touch on that too much yeah. more. But yeah, I would encourage people to look yeah. at it and get involved. This is very important. Innocent child's lives are at at risk, and this has the potential to really drain the swamp. Uh, this is one of the biggest cases that could really actually drain the swamp.
0: Yeah, I think what's important to remember, too, is that, you know, you get all these criticisms coming from mainstream media and people that don't buy the story, you know, saying just like we said earlier that people are jumping to conclusions. The, what's most important to remember from this story in an article we put out, especially when talking about the Madeleine McCain story and how it relates to the Podestas, there's, we don't have smoking gun proof but there is by far enough circumstantial evidence to warrant to warrant an investigation and i mean that that's that's a no brainer and that's all most of these articles are trying to say it's not saying look this happened it's saying look this is very possible and any detective would realize that this is enough to warrant an investigation and that's what people are calling for but what's pro- the problem is that most of these major media outlets are just you know saying nope it, like new york times like you talked about Tim they just completely brushed over the facts and just just very casually, we like, "Yeah, it's a pizza place." They were wrong. There's the conspiracy theorists. No <laughs> more, even no brush more. Of the
1: facts just it completely ignored them.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's just it's very shocking to see. And it's you know this this story is is sadly enough kind of kind of a a metaphor for everything that's going on in 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 the government today because they, it's it's it ties to these elitist circles. They do whatever they want and they cover it up. And you know, and sadly, this one has to do with with a very disgusting topic that's hurting people. But you could make the argument that anything these people do is hurting people. But I think what's important to remember also is that all this ties back to this war on fake news, this media war that we're seeing right now. And and if I can leave you with one thing today, it's important to, to, to consider that in anything like this, when you're being split down the middle, sides have to be taken. You need to decide whether or not you're going to believe that media is telling you the truth, that mainstream media is still telling you the truth, despite all the evidence, despite the election cycle that proved they were lying to you. You have to decide whether or not you're going to continue to believe them or you're going to start to realize that there are other people like the Last American Vagabond, like Newsbud, like Corbett Report, like any other number of the uh, websites we have on our our website's uh, page, that they are out there trying to inform you with the truth. They're trying to show you the right path to take. So choices need to be made. And if I can leave you with one thing, like I said, is it is that you need to stand back and make a conscious choice on which one you believe is real. So leave that with you and think about that. Stay vigilant. Always follow the change. Be the change.